Glad I captured that moment. <laughs> so Scott, tell us about your brother Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to. <laughs> oh man, we, we might want to start. You want to try that again? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Welcome. To the Backstairs Podcast. I feel like I've said that a lot. You have said that a lot. It's a good thing. We, we, a couple times, though. Yeah, at, least, at least probably at least, uh, twice. at least 12 times. I haven't said it 12 times. No, 13 times, I guess. I haven't said it 13 times. You said it at least four of those times. Oh, that's true. I, I said it four or five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. So averaging out, we've probably said it four or five times. Nice. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's good to be average. Doing the math. <laughs> I've never been above average, so no. it's good to know. <laughs> but at least you're maintaining the, uh, you know, that is the quo. status quo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. The, Mendo- yeah. the Mendoza line for you baseball nerds. Mm, it's true. So, so if you uh, if you haven't read the title of this episode yet. You... I, I haven't. What's the? Oh, we're still working on the title, but... <laughs> When, by the time that people hear this uh, this episode, they'll they'll know what the title is because they'll they'll click on it usually. Yep. Right. Um, they'll they'll see that is probably something like season one wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Um. So, what's your favorite type of wrap? Oh, jeez, man. Uh, I'm the old guy, so I'm going old school. Oh, gee. Bubble. Oh gee, I bubble, was, bubble, gonna... <laughs> bubble gum wrap, I, I was... no. wrap, bubble wrap, bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, bubble wrap. I was thinking Bubbles. buffalo chicken wraps are probably my yeah. favorite wrap. Yeah, I'm not big on wraps. Yeah, but we're wrapping up season one. Um, you say, John, what are you talking about? Season one, John, what are you talking about? Season one. Thank you, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, first we just wanted to say we appreciate you all listening. Uh, we started out this podcast thinking, hey, it would be great to have 10 or 15 listeners. And we've just been blown away by the uh, the feedback and... Overwhelming support. Yeah. And and just the people who have come up to me and been like, hey, I'm listening to your podcast. And like, what? How do you even know about the podcast? So, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's so like anything else. We need a break. I, I, I think a big part of it is we're... We're all part of a show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we don't need a break. We're just getting busier. <laughs> right. I forgot. Right. We weren't doing enough already. <laughs> so, so we're going to add three more nights to our repertoire of busyness and, and go put on another show. Because we can't talk about Spam a lot forever, guys. It's true. You, yeah, you don't want to... Spam a lot should be a fond memory, not an everyday occurrence. <laughs> Wait, is season two going to be 25th annual of Putnam County Spelling Bee? Oh, damn. It must be. (laughs) The show that must not be named. Right. That will be the new show that must not be named. So, Aaron just spoiled it. We are. We just got picked up for a season two. Ah! (laughs) Oh, hold on. Whoa. You got the button right. (laughs) He finally finally nailed it. Yes. The end of season one. (laughs) He's all over it. Let's hear it for the sound guy. 13 episodes. Three yeah. bonus episodes. Yeah, Aaron, so you've been doing like the editing and... Yeah, we talked about that last week. I know, but we didn't talk about like the process of it, and I think it's important. So, really yes. quick, I mean, like what has been... Have you learned anything by doing it? I mean... Yes, I have learned a lot. I went from not knowing really anything about editing a podcast to knowing a little bit more. So it, it's a step in the right direction. It's, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. Growth is always a good thing. Growth. Right. Yeah. I would I would say that you're a little bit more than just a little. You know, your our quality has definitely gotten way better, and that's awesome. So. Yeah. No, and you know, it's it's a journey, and we're uh, we're all on it. You know, we have to embrace that journey. Exactly. And Scott, I would I would say that you're you've gotten even more questionable as the <laughs> as the episodes have gone by. It does. Well, you know, uh maybe there was a few times I should have put on deodorant and I didn't. But 
Is that a hint? Should I put on deodorant? Oh, because I was wow. noticing that I was a little bit ripe. Are you ripe? A little bit. <laughs> There's a reason that you're on the other side of the room of us. <laughs> and I think it's important to mention Janelle. Uh, you know, she had mentioned in last week's podcast, like, hey, you know, I had to kind of step back, not step back a little bit, but I don't remember what the word she used, but um, she was busy. a huge part of this season too. So I'm super thankful for Janelle. Yeah. No, it's super. We are for her organization skills that we still lack, but thanks to her, we have uh, kept somewhat organized. Yeah. You'll, you'd notice that the, uh, the, the posts on our social media uh, dropped as soon as she, she, she got dropped. I tried. Mine was not no, nearly was, as it, good as hers. No, so. nor, yeah. nor mine. Nor, uh, nor mine. So we're going through, we're speeding through, right? You know, this is the end. This is the end of a good season. Uh, Aaron, who do we have with us in the chair today? Um, believe it or not, we don't have anybody in a chair. Are, are they beautiful? No, I just, I just said we don't have anybody. I, are they talented? I don't think he's picking yeah. up where you're laying down. I, There's I, no I, one yeah. in the chair, Scott. Look to your left. There's no one in the chair. Are they beautifully talented? <laughs> sure. Yes, Aaron's I'm book sure. bag yeah, is they, beautifully they're, they're talented. Beautiful, they're beautifully talented. Okay. Very beautiful. But talented. the amount of buttocks that have been in that chair and in other chairs mm. this season, uh, pretty awesome that we've been able to get these people to interview so far. I mean, yeah, we've been blessed that we haven't had just like, you know, we have to look at each other for 13 episodes. Or worse, really crappy guests <laughs> right we've had some great guests and you know yes. who you are you haven't been on the show yet so put two and two together people <laughs> i think it would be just appropriate to just kind of list off a list of people that have sat in those chairs yeah so uh episode one was uh janelle yeah talking talking about things great she gave us her maximum effort for maximum effort podcast number one mm-hmm. uh number two was uh josh with them no sort of Almost. Oh no, you're right. It was we recorded, we recorded him. him. You're right, you're right. That's right. But we Dan be, Rennie. we be coming yes. with Dan Rennie. That's right. Right. Dan mm-hmm. Rennie was second, but through the magic of editing. <laughs> and then we did a uh, a little bit of oh man, what who sings that? Oh Daughtry. We did a we pulled a Daughtry with coming home. Right. Yeah. Right. Josh. Josh yeah. with him. Yeah. Anyone remember? Who then was? we had some fun. Right? We just, no? it was the three of us. Oh, yeah. Flipping the script. Oh, we flipped the script after Johnny. We yes, did. that's right. Yep. No, not after Johnny. After Josh. We flipped the script, which was a very fun episode. I got to say, we had some great stories from that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, we did something that I thought was really cool. And we hosted a little table at the art show. The Norway Music and Arts Festival. That was a blast. That was a lot of fun. Um, um, but I have to ask you guys. Yeah. How much fun was the cleanup? Hmm. Um, Aaron, how, I, did I you guys re- I don't enjoy that as cleanup. much as I did? I, I don't I, remember. I probably, I probably did actually enjoy it more than you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't remember cleaning up. I remember going to a wedding. Yes. And... Drinking alcohol. Yes. Mm. Do you remember that, Scott? That's what I remember. No, no. I don't remember going to a wedding yeah, and drinking so alcohol. I was going to wait till the end. I wasn't. Uh, Scott, <laughs> thanks for all that you did with Norm and Janelle, and you cleaned up. and Norm and Janelle and Kristen Searles Brackett, and Kristen friend, Searles, of show, friend of the show. Friend of the show. They yeah. helped pick up so Scott, while. So Scott doesn't deserve a thank you, I don't think. But the th- <laughs> other three, you guys were great. Thank you so much for doing that for us. And Scott, you were there. I was there. No, yeah. me and John both had weddings, not the same wedding. <laughs> we it, should do that someday, though. I mean, we did hear Get about. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> we, well, we did hear about their budding romance on the roller coaster, but uh, <sighs> uh, yeah, that was one of our That's great stories nothing compared to other stories. But no, it wasn't their marriage. They so did not cuddling. get married. So uh, uh, yeah, at the art show, we, we had the pleasure of. Having Jonathan Levitt from, uh, uh, I don't remember the name of his studio right off the top of my head. Oh my gosh. Cow Pasture. Cow Pasture. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. 
And, uh, and then, of course, Mike Newsom joined us, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. he was fresh off of Circle Mirror Transformation right. with Umba. Right. And then Marin Pinkham. Marin Pinkham. That Pinkham. was wonderful to have her sit down with us. Yep. Uh, but anyway, then we had Johnny Balduck. That was fun. That was fun. That was a, that was fun, a fun episode fun. with Johnny Balduck. Yes. It was. Anyone remember what was next? <clears throat> Kristen? Yeah. What's so great about community theater? Yeah. And she told us. Scott, your episodes always have such a fun title. You like that? Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like to put some thought into that. Uh, and then we had Mr. Ryan Ritchie join us. That was a good episode. Another fun episode. Talking about how it took a village to raise a community theater. Right. <laughs> Production. Right. Yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> it does, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then of course Adrian's episode was amazing, learning all about equity and yeah, and bringing you know what she brought to the table and and uh, you know her career now was super right. exciting. Right, the consummate professional she was. Very and true. Is. Then we took a trip over to my house, right, and we had an interview with Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey Franklin, Franklin Sukworth. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Which Franklin Sukworth. She yes, she. Uh, Fun. We we uh, what would we do? We tiptoed down memory lane. With her and, and all the goosebumps we got from her goosebumps. in all those mm-hmm. shows. She's done thousands. Yeah, I think it was like 30-something. Yeah, 30,000. 30, Mid-30s, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then we talked about Red Walls with Lori Riamaki. Right. Ooh, the Scream Queen of Oxford Hills. Yeah. That was yeah. a good scream. That, that was, was a great pretty scream. Pretty awesome scream at 4.30 great in the morning. scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Not then, a great uh, scream. You know, and then last week, of course, we had our... And her, you know, Janelle kind of went through how to audition for a show with us, and that was really, really awesome to go into a show. Yeah, with some audition tips. Yeah, right. Did you use I, any, Scott? Yeah, I think it helped. Um, you guys talked me into actually auditioning because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I said I wasn't going to, but, but here you, you are. Know, here I am. The power of digestion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. But, what? Playing uh, down on his luck. Not down on his luck, but he's... Don't, don't spoil it. Okay, no spoilers. He's vice principal. Scott's playing down. himself. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> but, you know, I I don't think that we should just just talk about the the highlights of season one. I, th- I feel like we should, we, should, uh, we should listen to a couple of clips. What do you mean? I've, I've, we can't go back in time. Through the... The power of editing. I'm picturing um, SpongeBob when he says imagination, imagination. and the Scott rainbow appears. No, he doesn't know. He didn't pay attention to SpongeBob. Well, just just picture a sponge going imagination, and then there's a rainbow that follows his hand. Okay. Yeah. Do we have some clips to listen to? Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's just check a couple. Play of these that out. funky music, white boy. Here we go. Um, and then we went into the water, and you get to play Sebastian. One of my favorite characters that you've wow. done. It was, it was a pretty awesome character. That was, uh, that was a pretty great show, too. That was. I've played a lot of characters. Sebastian. Yes. So, you know, my whole, uh, my whole issue with, with playing Sebastian at first was, do you do the accent as a white man? Mm. Do you know Sebastian is known for this sort of heavy Jamaican sounding accent, right? So do you do you imitate the patois and uh, just kind of? I don't know. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about it. Um, but I found on YouTube there was a video called my my Jama- my white Jamaican father um, about this. Uh, Irish immigrant to Jamaica, and he absolutely spoke with the the patois. You know, it was just like huh. he sounded just like you know he could be like Bob Marley or something like that. You know, <laughs> Jar Rastafari ever living ever. And so I'm like, okay, this feels like permission. So but my version was uh, kind of a bastardized. There was, I think, sometimes I slipped into a bit of a like Irish brogue. Uh, <laughs> when trying to like make it sound, you know, I think there was a little bit of like I have some friends 
uh, from Ghana, and I think it was like kind of channeling them talking to me that kind of came out in it too. It was, okay. It was, uh, yeah, it was a mutt. It was a mutt. But the energy was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Wasn't it, King Triton? That was another fun show to do with yeah. you, as they always are. Children. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have a great time on that stage. Wow. What a, what a clip. That was something else. I am aghast with pleasure. <laughs> what, what they said was, you know. Top notch. Exactly. It I was mean, very fitting for, you know, this situation. You know, it kind of makes me want to listen to another clip. Yeah, let's do another one. All right. In this Wait. clip, you have people talking. I would assume so. Let's try it out. All right. Nothing about not having fun. Yeah. Back to the fun. Back to the fun. And John, I was thinking about my definition of fun when you were out thinking about your definition of fun. Yeah, please Ooh. do. So yeah. I could hop in for a second. So my definition of fun to get a little like esoteric is like it's a moment where like all of the crap that's going on in your mind just dissipates and you concentrate on like one emotion. You know what I mean? So like the yeah. the, the way that I think about it is like if you like roller coasters, when you're really having fun on a roller coaster, the literal only thing you can feel and think about is the joy of being on the roller coaster. You or fear. Or, or fear. Or, yeah. Or, but but, but that could be fun. Positive, but the fear yeah. is fun. Yeah. yeah. But then also, it's like... That's it, why we weren't thinking about the girl in front of us anymore. <laughs> yeah, because oh. you couldn't. Because it was too fun. And I think about like... <laughs> you remember when you guys... Did you ever like ha, like start a whirlpool in an above ground pool? When yeah. You were kids? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, oh, one of my sure. favorite memories is doing that. We like did it for four hours straight one afternoon. Like, <laughs> and like you it got... It was so fast. You would like... You would like get into it and you would just go like <laughs> around in a circle. And it was so like, it was just so fun. Like that's all I could think about when I was in the whirlpool was just like, ah, you know, and I'm just like, get those moments in theater too, though. You know, yeah. you get yeah. those moments where like everything, like it's like you, yeah, you like pop a balloon and all everything else goes away. And it's just like you there in the moment, you know, or the actor mm. there in the moment. And I'm just like, I don't know if that's like, fun like the definition of fun but it's its own really intense thing you know yeah I, I, yeah that you can't really get anywhere else you know oh for sure yes yeah. nice. and that's what i was thinking of how to like in my own experience you know just those like culminating moments where you're like this is like what i want to be doing more than anything <laughs> else yeah. It's like you were, Absolutely. and I, I forgot who said this, but they were also saying that there's moments in shows where you're not having fun, you know? And yeah. like, I experienced that as a director as well, like more so as a director, because there are some really stressful moments as a director when you're like, oh, for what sure. the heck is happening? Like that meme of the dog in the house that's on fire. This is fine. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, this is fine. It's fine that everything's like, fine. <laughs> like on our tech rehearsal, our entire sound system crapped out. Like, it's fine. Everything's fine. We're know? still good. Yeah we're, yeah, we're we're still good. Most of the time, it is still good. Most of the time, you come out of it the other side. All I've never had an experience where I didn't come out of it the other side <laughs> and have it be fine, you know, and have it be fun. But the thing that keeps me going through the lows or the highs, like the remembering of the highs, there are some times where I feel like really self conscious too, you know. Like, yeah, there are still like auditions or something or especially like early on sometimes in processes in a show where you're like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I'm good enough for this. Like, I don't know if I can like pull this off or whatever. But that has never been more intense than the desire to see it through and the desire to have those moments where you're just like, this is amazing, you know, because <clears throat> you know, you're going to get there, you know, but I think like the remembering that that's kind of like the star in the distance that you're going towards is like the thing that pulls you through a lot of the time you know if that makes sense yeah 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 so the weird moments of directing where crap just hits the fan are like wonderful <laughs> I'm sure everyone has experienced that where it's just like what is happening to my show right now and it's never anyone's fault 
it's just like i can't believe that our amp just blew out and our four mics just blew out and our <laughs> you know <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> for sure wow that again scott's I, crying i'm just i'm blown away yeah it, it's it was powerful absolutely in all the right ways oh guys hold on hold on what 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 is it john uh nothing <laughs> it's all good all right another <laughs> next clip okay Ladies, are you between the ages of 18 to 45? Um, are you hot? Are you a self-made millionaire? We're looking for you. All right. Boy, have we got the man for you. Oh, and are you relatively single? <laughs> relatively single? <laughs> What's not like limit the net? All right, too much. I'm just trying to a wide net, more fish. I'm just saying. I got you. Are you looking for the man of your dreams? Well, we have found him. Look up. What's your Instagram handle? Raimundo42. Look up Raimundo42 on Instagram. Uh, hit up his Snapchat. Do you have a Snapchat? Yeah, I have no idea what it is. Uh, look up Ryan Ritchie's Snapchat if you can find it. It's a hide-and-go-seek game. Check, check out 290 on TikTok and you'll see some of his fresh dance moves. You'll find him irresistible. That was good. That was hilarious. That got me. Oh, man. <laughs> We're still laughing about it after all this time. <laughs> that was a great one. Wow. What? I just, the, the, the amount of energy. <clears throat> it just it <laughs> took my breath away. away. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, those were some clips. Anything, it, what did you take away from those clips? Well, that we've had a lot of fun. I think. Yeah. 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 More than anything, we've had fun. We've learned a lot. Hopefully, hopefully we've learned something, a few things. Yeah. We've learned about equity. Mm. Mm. But I feel like we could learn more. Well, I think there were also some moments that were kind of tearjerkers, right? Yeah. We had some serious moments. We that... did have a couple of serious moments there. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any of those, Aaron? Let's see. Nope, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> kind of find out. <laughs> There were no nope. tear jerkers. Apparently to not. Be found. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. Not a single serious moment. <laughs> we tried and we failed. Um, oh well. But we definitely have this moment. Yeah. So, Kristen, can you tell us about some of those fun things that have happened behind the scenes? One of them is how Scott and I met uh, the second time, like, because we <laughs> right. were in high school together. So we really oh, okay. know each other because that was, yeah. we were, you know, okay. in separate. Yeah. Separate groups. She groups. was behind me in high school. Yes, folks. I am older than Kristen. <laughs> Barely. Two by, years. By 40 years. <laughs> 40, yes. Another 40 years. I've been doing this for 80 years. 52,000 years. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that funny story. But I think everybody knows that story, except for the podcast people yeah, that are listening, right? The podcast right? people listening might not know that story. So it goes back to your first episode with Janelle talking about um, the Fab Five. So I was the director. There's only four of us. Oh, Fab four. Fab Four. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no. Toto, come on. Well, he right. was fabulous. Really. <laughs> um, Still smelling. Fabulous. And... Uh, so there was in the Wizard of Oz, there were very quick changes and very. And you were you were doing what with the Wizard of Oz? You were I was producing. You were a producer, and yes. as we have established already, that producing um, requires you to do anything and everything that is necessary. Um, <laughs> this at this point, we rewrote <laughs> the the um, producer's handbook um, because if we were. Well, it, in the show, at the high school at least, you wear um, lanyards for 
for the um, microphones. Lavalier. Lavaliers. Yes. What did I say? Lanyards. Lanyards. Well, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> NT, right? <laughs> um, and uh, we get this message from Chris at the at the um, light board or the the soundboard. Scott's not on. Scott's not on. Scott's not on. And we're like, okay, <laughs> what does this mean? So, um, so I'm running back. He was like, where's Scott? Where's Scott? He's not on. So that means that is he can't pick up his signal. Of the of the um the mic the mic yeah. and uh, so they're trying to at this point fan him because he's in a full carpet suit sweaty which, cat yeah sweaty, sweaty cat, cat. <laughs> exactly Very sweaty doesn't begin to and uh, and all I hear is I can't find it I can't find it I can't find it and I'm like well what can't we find and they can't find the mic pack so we go now to the new part of the producer's handbook is that the producer then has to go down. The pants of the, <laughs> of the, the cowardly life <laughs> into dark. the deep dark <laughs> carpet. <laughs> the moist, 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 moist. Mm, the word. Carpets. Now we've heard a rumor that there wasn't anything under the carpet besides the speedo. <laughs> Is that? Can you confirm or deny? I cannot confirm or deny. I did, however. <laughs> Find the mic pack. <laughs> that is what so I So there was at least a mic pack. There that's was a mic all pack. All she was looking for was a mic all pack. All I was, and and that started our relationship. That's yeah. how we met. That's yes. how we met. Yeah, down so. by the ankles. <laughs> it was down. It was down it was, by the feet. It was. I can't Somewhere. find it. I can't find it. And Scott's like down there. <laughs> like, oh my god. Okay. Well, let's go, Scott. Here we go. We found it and moved on. And moved and, on. And, and he the audience didn't, never knew. Didn't know anything about it. Until we did do a storyteller show. Yeah, we did and, do it. And I told that story and that was fun. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> What's what? up with the monkey? <laughs> the freaking monkey. Oh, that was monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the freaking monkey. Uh, and the banana and the wind and oh my gosh. John, I think you were listening to a wrong clip. Too much. That was, I think that was. I what? Think, I think we got the the wires crossed. I think you got a different quick clip than yeah. There, was, there were no monkeys in your scene. That was not the backstairs podcast that you were listening to just now. I don't know. Oh, was it the Joe Rogan experience? Like the, the monkey? Yeah. I tried. I tried. Yeah. No Apple yeah. Podcasts failed me. Yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan. Uh, hold on, hold on. Fan hold on. of the show. Hey, this just in. Do we have another clip? Yes. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind diving in a little bit more in, on your like songwriting process because yeah. it, it's it's cool. such a cool thing that you're creating these things out of thin air almost, you know. Uh, so how do you do that? Like, do you do you spend time on a guitar just like writing things, or yeah. do you have like co-writers? Or no, I, I I write by myself. I'm very singular in that regard, and I I generally write on a with a guitar. Okay, that's that's my that's my instrument. Yeah. Um, and and it really depends for me. Like with with this, uh, like when I when I would write when I write as Johnny crashed, you know, I I, I have to go into character. You know, yeah. I, I have to go into and I, I have to bring the stories back, and I have to you know figure out where I want to get to. Um, and then you know, for me, once I generally have a, a a destination in mind, you know, with a song, I'm able to. I I keep a, a blue book, you know, that I've had for you know probably this one I have had for maybe 13, 14 years, and. I get a lyric idea or a concept idea, then I, I write that down so I don't lose it. If I get a yeah. set of chord structures that I think make an interesting melody, I write it down so I don't lose it. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, and I don't really generally try to force it, but I do have to make an effort sometimes to come back to it. Oh, for sure. With, uh, with Dave Sauna, it really was, it was like I knew I, knew I was going to write this years ago. Uh, and Dawson, I ran into Dawson in a recording studio down in Portland and... and he was back in town. He had left the, left the area for a while. And he's, I said, you know, I got to write this musical and, and I'm going to find you and when, I'm, when I'm ready. And, <laughs> and I found him when I was ready. And <laughs> essentially, I, 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 I did about 14 songs in, in about six weeks. And it was just, wow. and that was, that was one of those moments that just, you're not sure what quite, quite what happened, you know, but I would yeah. essentially create a, uh, come up with a song title. That, and that was my beginning point on pretty much each one of these. And from then, I would just flesh it out yeah. and, you know, do what writers do, which is just sit there and, you know, try out lyrics and figure out which ones work and, and you know, f- make sure you got your, st- your start and your finish point, make sure you got your bridges, 
Yeah. Uh, make sure you've got, you know, songs that are, are harm, uh, you, can, you can create harmony on. Right. Which is really, I mean, really important, I think, for musicals especially. Um, and make sure, and for this one, I had to really write songs that could be big. Yeah. You know, and it had to, they had to be big if you're going to be in a musical and they're going to work effectively. And I wanted, and I, I, I listened to a lot of musicals. I've, I've experienced a lot of them and, I, and I'm not always that impressed with soundtracks. There are very few soundtracks. I think the most recent one was the Hamilton soundtrack, which I was just like, that, that's writing. Yeah. Each, each of those songs is, is so distinctive and so, so separate that you can, you know, when you come out of a musical and you, you can't remember the songs, they're one big blur. It means it hasn't been done right. It hasn't yeah. been done right. If you, can, if you can find all these different songs that tell different stories, that's a work of art, you know, and that's what I aim for. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, so speaking of stories, uh, you, uh, when you're writing, did you come up with the music first or did you come up with like the outline of a story? It, it, or it, I mean, for me, it, it, sometimes it, it's finding some key words that give me a, a concept. Yeah, you know, but it's but it's not always li that linear. I mean, there is a. I mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I have a, a you know a defined process that works every time. Sometimes I've got a nice a nice melody that yeah. I'm like, and I, I'll just hum it, and hum it, and hum it, and find a that that key line, that chorus line that you can come back to. Yeah, and I you know once I get that, I know I've got the song. Um, right, but but it, it's you know it's it's for me it's 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 finding the right time, finding it. You know, I think it. I think people. Uh, who, aren't, who haven't written before will find out that it, you know, it really does take a concentrated effort to sit there. You got to, you know, you got oh to yeah. do it the way you do it. I, I tend to work best with distraction going on around me. So I, I generally put on, I don't know, I watch maybe some crappy TV in the background. Um, <laughs> really? I, I use cannabis to help me to elevate my own lyrical, you know, connections as well. Yeah. You know? right. But it's, everybody has a different process, I think. Yeah. yeah the, there's a saying that says, uh, uh, write drunk, edit sober. Yeah, <laughs> Which, I've heard I, that. Yeah. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, it's just yeah. something about trying to get those creative things where you're just like you're. It's not quite like fully mental. Like you just want to try to get into like that creative space where yeah. you can just create these melodies, create these things that aren't natural or aren't like uh, like what what you naturally go towards. I have like my, my in my phone. There's hours and hours of like these little melodies, these little lyrics, these guitar riffs, piano riffs. You know, um, so I, I totally understand where you just like once you get that inspiration, you just follow it. You know, you go as far as you can, and then and then you I let it sit, and then I'll come back and I'll edit. You know, I'll try to refine the the gems and removes like the garbage yeah and, and find someone you can trust who's going to give you yes who's going to tell you know i mean writers i think the biggest you know the my disappointment with writers is that they their um their standards they set the standards really low you know and they mm -hmm. and they don't they're not they don't have the ability to go uh, that's a cliche it's been done a million times you know you you, yeah. you shouldn't be you know you shouldn't be writing in cliches if you are you're not doing your job as a writer your job as a writer is to give people new sets of words, new ways to, to, to input, you know, to yeah. find those portals in. But when you're just throwing out, you know, crappy, uh, um, you know, things that have been said the same way, same old, same old, right. I'm like, you're, yeah. not, you're not bringing anything new. You're not bringing art to it. You're just, you know, you're killing, kill, you're wasting our time. You know, people should be willing to be self-critical enough to know, you know, what's, what's mundane and, and we, the world doesn't need mundane. The world yeah. needs inspiration, you know, yeah. especially from writers. What a clip. What a clip. I mean, amazing. The amount of energy and suspicion, passion, and what? What? Who would have thought it? No, nothing. Never mind. Nothing. I keep hearing something. There is something back there. Hello? There's Hello? I hear a distant echo. Is it one Jan of the cats? I think it's Janelle. Oh. Janelle? Janelle! Hey! Hey, guys! Hey, Whoa. she's back. What are, the odds? <laughs> what are the odds that you'd be pretty strong considering you're in my home? Oh yeah, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <Good point>. We've <laughs> been listening to some clips. Oh yeah, some have been tear jerkers. Oh man, some have been great. Wow, want to listen to one? Yes, I sure would. Play you, that funky music, white boy. No, you should. Uh, you should uh, intro this one in. Yeah, this... What's, what's the clip? 
Well, this is a really, really great clip of a beautifully talented person doing some beautifully talented things. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's it hear it. I heard through the grapevine that the Nizinskit Valley players were going to be doing The Little Mermaid. And I had I had shaved my head right before I played Rapunzel. <laughs> and smartly so, because I had to wear a wig the whole time anyway. And like, it didn't matter that I had hair or not. But, you know, I had I had like a little bob that next summer. And I was like, there is no way that I'm going to be able to play a mermaid. And the other issue that I had that I don't know if some of you guys know this, but I had gotten my hair dyed. That doesn't seem like it's a big deal. But I had gotten my hair dyed this like crazy, stupid color. And when the hair colorist was washing my hair out, this was like the winter before Little Mermaid. She got water in my ear. And that's something that happens Mm. all the time. But it triggered this like crazy, severe tinnitus in my ear. I went virtually deaf for months. And like Aaron can attest, I was I was going nuts. So it was just this loud whoop, whoop, whoop kind of noise in my ears. And it it just kept getting progressively worse. And so I'm like, I really want to audition for The Little Mermaid. I don't even know like if my ears can handle right. music or or hearing a piano or anything. And so I was terrified. You know, I I love auditions. I don't get nervous really at auditions. I was nervous at that audition. And I have to say, like, I got up on the stage and I see the pianist hit the piano and I don't hear anything. Wow. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt the vibrations. I kid you not. I felt the vibrations like in my feet. And I I knew where she was in the music and I just start singing and I can't hear my voice. I don't hear my voice. I feel the vibrations of the pitch like coming up from my throat and vibrating in my ears. And that's all that I could hear and all that I could do honestly was just Give it the old college try. One could say maximum Maximum effort. effort. I swear I'm not trying to get to these points in these stories, but yes, okay. Yes. So anyway, I great job. I was just almost like someone thought about a theme before we had you on as a guest. Mm. Uh, Amazing. I uh I somehow managed to pull it out. I got I got the part. I was cast as Ariel in The Little Mermaid, and that show was really challenging for me in that. I was in constant pain because I was on this weird healing journey with my ears. Mm. And it wasn't until probably mid-July that like I was able to almost fully function. And even during the performances in August, I was still in a lot of pain. And there were days where it would regress and, and it would be really painful in my ears and the ringing would get really severe. And I like just wouldn't be able to hear very well. But, you know, it was one of those things where it's another one of those iconic larger than life characters. And all that I could do was just completely immerse myself in it and and just go for it. So I got I got I to gotta cut in here and say that I was there. And I had no idea any of this was going on with you. I am glad None. because I, I mean, Aaron knows like I just would, I would yeah. scream and cry and throw fits and I'd be so mad at my body because it just wouldn't do what I wanted it to do, you know? So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, it didn't show in the moment, but yeah, that was a really challenging role for me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. That was cool. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. That was that person really got him or herself into a predicament. But they get themselves out, and you gotta respect that. Right. That's all you have to say of a clip of yourself. (laughs) 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 Maybe. That was the passionate clip from your episode. Oh, I well, I'm speechless. I have no speech. Gotcha. She is sans speech. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Who else is here? Hello? Hello? 
Hello. Hello. Hey guys. Whoa. Oh, it's Rachel. Rachel. Hi. Rachel Potter, friend of the show? Question mark. I think so. It's friend of a friend of the show. <laughs> friend of a friend of the show. That's better. Yeah. Rachel, I just. Hi, Aaron. Could you just read this this card and introduce this next clip? What card? Oh, that one. Okay, sure. Um, here's the next clip. Well done. Incredible. Can we, can we take like a, a, a like a sidebar at this one moment and like mm -hmm. ask what is like the craziest nine one one call you've had? Okay, I yes. So <laughs> so we get this call from it's up like on the border in like Freiburg, I want to say, or like Brownfield or something, from a woman who owns a greenhouse. It's like ten o'clock at night, right? So we get this call, and the woman's like, "I just got my friend just called me and said that someone's breaking into our, our greenhouse right now. There's like two trucks." And they're taking stuff and putting it in their trucks, you know? Oh, man. So we, like, send a, a deputy out there to check it out. Five minutes later, the lady calls back and she's like, my friend is actually, like, following these two trucks and they're heading towards the border, you know? And they stole, we heard that they stole pot. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we're like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be, like, a because it's a double state because they're going over New Hampshire. Like, they stole, uh. like, you know, pot. And so... <laughs> um. It turns into like this basically manhunt. Like we have Oxford County and like New Hampshire all looking for these two trucks and we have like plate numbers and stuff. So they finally get pulled over in New Hampshire and we're like, yay, we got the bad guys. And then we forget about it for like two hours. And then a deputy calls back and he's like, so those were two 85 year old women who had permission <laughs> from the lady who owns the greenhouse, but she forgot <laughs> that she told them that they could go and take ter borrow terracotta pots. Oh, so they had God. a truck full of terracotta pots. And these poor old women were probably like pulled out at gunpoint because we're like, they just robbed a greenhouse, you know? Oh and gosh. these poor old women were probably like hauled out. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> Step out of the truck with your hands up. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like, get on your knees, <laughs> you just, potheads. Yeah. <laughs> but what did I do? <laughs> yeah. Two questions. One: Can we tell? Can we have this on our podcast? I think so. That was like two years ago. So. And two, we just came up with a new type of podcast. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> but most of it is just really dumb. It's like. No, that's fun. My neighbor's dog was That was parking. fun. That was fun. Oh. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that was pretty fun. <laughs> there was no card, by the way. Aaron just put his hand up like a doofus. <laughs> no, I had to make something up. What do you think of the clip? I can't hear it because I don't have any headphones, so. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Oh, there's no clip. Okay, well. There you go, folks. That's it. There's no clip. We're making Boy, it up. This is this is where you learn how to improvise. You guys for, went to Norway's officer, and it was awesome. Rachel, real quick, what are the odds that we could maybe potentially have you on the show for season two? Whenever you want, call me. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here, <laughs> Rachel <laughs> Potter, now friend of the show. Our first. I wasn't before. Now I am. Our first Just official guest of season two. A season two books. Ooh. Wow, Fun. in the books. In the books. Nice. Not that I'm saying that she's going to be guest number one. And with that said, another clip from season one. Yes. Oh. The honeymoon is over. No. It's oh, not. I do, I do. Uh, oh. Anyway. John was my first husband, though. Yeah, babe. Eight times. Eight times. Mm-hmm. No I, attention I, to the wife upstairs. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I had, we, we got married eight times in, in front of Rachel, his now wife. Crazy, right? Crazy. It was a super fun show. It was so good. That's that two-person show we were talking about earlier. I do, oh, I do. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 You remember now? I remember now. Yeah, that show, that was such a crazy part of my life for me. Mm -hmm. My uh, my grandmother, who had a huge part in raising me, passed away, man, All like right. uh, two weeks into the show. And yeah. I spent a week and a half with her. I was on her deathbed. and uh, We missed a ton of rehearsals to begin with. And then a two-person show. I mean, we... we Thankfully, we worked with some pretty big all-stars. Mm -hmm. You know, Sally Jones. I, I want to say that was like one of the last shows she directed for Oompa. 
I think maybe the Road to Eden's Ridge was right after that. But. Yeah, I think that was after, but that. Yeah. Um, but and then of course Steve Jones was our not no relation was right. our uh, music director, and that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some rehearsals right at his house. Yeah, right over uh, there in Harrison. But yeah, uh, for those cool. of you who don't know the show, um, the show is essentially uh, it starts right off at the wedding and the jitters right before the wedding. Two young people getting married, and the whole show is just the two of them. Um, in the bedroom of the house, and they grow old and have children, and the trials and tribulations, and and you know um, everything that comes with that, and the era that is set in because it's set mm-hmm. in what the thirties. It had. I was gonna say like it. Yeah, early, early, probably thirties, forties. I know my character Michael had a huge. He couldn't decide whether he was a scumbag or a, <laughs> or a doll face. So right. Uh, yeah, I know, Flaming the, Agnes. Yeah, yeah, the song Flaming <laughs> Agnes. I remember one night, do you remember I my birthday was part of was one of the shows and like beforehand whoever was doing the producer notes was like, "Oh, and by the way, it's Kelsey's birthday." The entire audience saying happy birthday to me threw me so off. I think I forgot a couple of lyrics that night. I'm sorry. And we had a lot of freaking lines. I mean, I had Yeah. I I, I don't remember if you did, but I had like three or four big long monologues. monologues. Yeah. Um, I think I only had like one or two. Super wordy songs too. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you remember that. This is a piece of paper. Yeah. And uh, that's, yeah, that whole song. Yeah. Um, Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was a good time. The biggest story I have from that show is the cast <laughs> party. Remember the cast party? Yeah. So it was very small, just the two of us. People. Just kidding. <laughs> so no, the cast party was the two of us, right? And Steve and Sally. But you have every other person that is part of the show process, from the house manager to the costumer to all that. Right. So we're in Norman's living room, <laughs> and the room is full of people, and you have Kelsey and I, right? Right. So everyone's getting their packets, you know, about like the with the stuff in it. Right. And everyone around us is pulling out their checks. Right. I mean, you have someone who sat people, wasn't even the house manager, pulling out a check out of their envelope. And Kelsey and I are sitting there like, what the heck, man? Oh, community What's theater. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it is true. We don't do it for like a paycheck, but that very, it it was, felt very. That night felt a little, a little odd. Yeah. Like, where's yeah. my $10 Dunkin' gift card? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. No, it felt, it was kind of, it was one of the weirdest experiences I've had in community theater, I think. Oh, <laughs> I, I literally can't believe that he. Oh said my that. gosh, I, he or, said uh, it. Or, I, I think I peed a little. Oh. Or or her, or her. What man? We're coming. We're coming to the end of these clips. I think. Um, I think we got one more. One more. One more clip. What's this clip about? You mean well, you, you better make it a good one. Is it a good clip? Yeah. I mean, well, I think. I saved this one especially for you guys. Aww. You guys, wow. you, don't, you don't know anything about it. Nope. So, here it comes. <laughs> careful, he's the editor. So. That's true, that's true. Careful, 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 he's the editor. So. Let's sing some karaoke while we're doing karaoke. Speaking of karaoke, at karaoke, and it was karaoke night, sing some karaoke while we're doing karaoke. Karaoke, karaoke. And it was karaoke night. Uh, <laughs> that was for us. Oh. Why would you do that to us? I, I, that was for I, us? I, well, I thought it was a good clip. <laughs> that was I, terrible. I can't believe you would do that to Was that on our show? How dare no. you? Was that I, even a clip from our podcast? Do you not listen to it? I thought I no. did. <laughs> 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 well, well, <laughs> I think that this that this wraps up. That wraps up. All right, <laughs> you're gonna end it on that. Good luck, people. Season I two. think we need Jeez. another clip before right. season two comes along. All right, here we go. So, um, so I just took a break, and I worked professionally in marketing and merchandising, and. Um, and not just that, but for quite a few really big companies. Yes, it's true. And I, I, uh, you know, a- accidentally, 
ended up with a very specific expertise in a in kind of a weird little niche of the big companies. So huh. it was it was great. I I had a wonderful professional business career during that time that was very um, fulfilling to me and exciting and creative and interesting and um and I and I was proud of that also. Yeah. And then um then what happened was and and this is this is something I think that's important for everybody who's a performer to think about, but um I was I was now about 40 and um a friend of mine saw a an audition notice in the newspaper. So I'm 40 and the audition notice said looking for a comic actress in your 40s with a Catholic background. <laughs> okay. But there was one more thing who who has ad lib experience. So I had three. I didn't have any ad lib experience, but um, this friend of mine said, I and I'm in Portland now. This friend of mine said, Adrian, you gotta go to this audition. I'm like, what? I don't know, maybe I'll go. So every every actress in Portland was at the audition. Yeah. Everybody who was between the ages of Four and four hundred was at the audition for the forty-year-old actress, and um, and what what it what it was it was a play called Late Night Catechism, and what they did was it was opening it was opening the night of the auditions. So they had the auditions during the day, like from nine in the morning until two, and the show was opening that night. So every person who came to the audition, oh gosh. they gave you a ticket and said, "Would you come to the show tonight? We just want some butts in the seats." So you can see the show. So I said, sure. So I got two tickets and I, I went, I went in and did my audition. And, um, I knew that I nailed the Catholic stuff because the doctrine was deep in and I was able to dredge it out. <laughs> um, and I made them laugh in the audition room during part of the ad lib stuff. So I thought, Oh, I, you know, that was pretty good. Yeah. So I go to the show and I'm sitting in the seat and, um, the woman who was playing the nun was also the playwright and she had been in my audition. I didn't know that she was a playwright, but so the show starts happening and I, I don't know if any of you have ever seen it, but it's hilariously funny. It's the premise is that she's a Catholic nun teaching a catechism class and you're the class. So oh, there's a lot okay. of ad lib and crazy jokes and stuff. And so I was sitting in the audience thinking to myself, what a, jerk I am to even think that I could do that part. What an idiot. I was embarrassed that I had gone to the audition, sort of, because she was so brilliant and the show was so well-crafted and I thought, it, you know, it's way over my head, whatever. So at intermission, the producers come over to me and say, oh, Adrian, we're so glad you're here. Would you stick around after the show? We want to talk to you. And I said, sure. Hmm. And I went, holy cow, they're going to they're going to offer me the job. I was, I was terrified. So the show ends. Sure enough, they say, we want you to take this job. They, so the, the way it was working was the playwright was opening the show, but they were replacing her for a long sit down in this um, theater. And they offered me the job yeah. after the show. And I, I said, I, I said, no, I, I was like, I can't, I can't do this show. And they were like, yeah, you can. I said, I, I, I'm telling you, I can't do it. They're like, no, we really, really think you can. And so we figured it out. And I, I ended up doing over a thousand performances of that show. Wow. Was it, it was a um, two and a half year run in that theater oh my word. in Portland. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. And wow. was the scary, I mean, it's totally scary, you know, standing up being by yourself um, and having the whole show on your head. I, I was not, I was never the person who thought I wanted to do that. Hmm. Um, and the ad lib part was, you know, pretty scary. Anything can happen. Right. You have to like slap knuckles with a ruler or anything. Yeah. I, I actually, I had to have a few people thrown out. Like people were, you know, drunk or yeah i imagine that you see a lot when you do a thousand shows. yes you see a lot of bad behavior but there was always a stage manager there and i would be like jimbo you know seat 47 he's gotta go yeah he's gotta go right <laughs> right so um so that so it was really interesting to have taken off 10 years from theater and then come back to that job yeah 
So you were like the Cirque du Soleil of Portland, Oregon. Yeah, a thousand Maybe. shows. Oh, yeah. Well, the, you're the Blue Man Group of Portland. Right. <laughs> now, the thousand shows didn't happen in Portland. Okay. But I then, um, with that job, I did a national tour. I did an off-Broadway, six six months off-Broadway that job was what how I got my equity card. Yeah, that's amazing. It was it was totally amazing. Hmm. It was a great experience. I I treasure it, and um, it it really taught it really taught me. I, and I'm sort of circling back to something I said a little bit earlier about actors knowing who they are. Yeah, you know, in the in the business. So so knowing that um, I'm a character actress. So during my 20s and 30s was not my best time anyway. I sort of, by the time I was 40, I had grown into my looks, my skill, my strengths. Mm. So, you know, knowing who you are and knowing uh, where you fit and what, you know, what things you should be going for or not going for is is a skill. Yeah. No, it's so cool that, Mm -hmm. that the, those producers like really like pushed it. Like they they saw something in you yeah. that it kind of seems like you didn't see in yourself. Not at all. And they could they could see it, and they they really pushed it. Mm-hmm. I think that's important for for some of like sometimes for us, like sure. you know, to call things out of other people. Yes, that, you know, like you can do this. You can, you know, yeah. which I which I feel like you you do. I I feel like that you. You call things out of people, or, or at least you invite them into to push. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, and and the, you know, to put a little spin on that, I think, um, you know, I, I as a performer, if we keep this in a performance idea, right? I was never an ingenue. I wasn't. I wasn't going to be the girl who was going into audition for Lori in Oklahoma, but I would go in and audition for Aduani. Yeah. So knowing that about yourself and knowing what your lane is and knowing that an, a director can sometimes look at an ingenue and say, I want the ingenue to play the comic role, which is something that Janelle does really well. You yeah. know, you have to know what the range is in which in which you can live. And I, th- yeah. I think that's um, again, by the time I got to be 40, I, f- I felt it. So I knew where to go. I knew what things to audition for and what things mm. not to audition for. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm just really touched. I, I, I'm feeling all um, warm inside after listening to that. Mm. That just really makes me, um, and, and, and I'm feeling all moist in my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that turned. That turned quickly. It took it. Took a bad turn. Yeah. All right, but remember that time, I, I guys. Remember that time where the three of us and we were talking with that that person. We had the other person in the room. Let's check it Let's, out. Yeah, yeah. What does community mean to you? Uh, I think community to me is you know a collective group of people that come together to support one another. Um, you know, I think that's that's huge for me. Yeah. And and diversity in said community. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Uh community to me is it's just a place where, well, it depends on what the community is, but in my in in my heart, community is um, you know, a place where you can celebrate each other. Um, you can yeah. allow nice. people to be what they need to be, uh, in, in, um, in a, a place that they're accepted. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and in that's kind of what community theater is, you know, at the same time is, you know, people can play parts that they wouldn't normally be in their lives or that they are on the inside and they're like, Oh my gosh, I get to play this part, you know, yeah. that type of thing. So it really is just, it's a place where you can be accepted and, um, for what you are or what you aren't and, um, enjoy your time with people and celebrate. I I mean, I feel like we've, we've touched on it a bunch, but it's, it's for me is family. It's people from all walks of life coming together to be and to thrive and um especially with theater and just 
create this product that you're so proud of and um, just want other people to enjoy as well. Bring smiles to faces. Yeah. Community is all of the moving parts that go into like all of the combined efforts of everyone, you know, like, yeah. And you, well. you see it in like the town, you see it in like the businesses that support the theater. You see it in the, the people that spread the word of mouth when the show is actually going up. But what a community theater show to me is like when the entire community, when the cast is made up of community members and the entire community kind of latches onto the show, mm, you know? Nice. And like when, like I was saying before, when you can look beside you on stage and see like someone who has been doing the community show for 10 years and you look, you see a 17 year old, you see like, you know, yeah. a business owner, you just see so many different people all coming together with the one yeah. goal of putting on a show, yeah. you know? And there's a lot of like love and a lot of like deep connection that goes on with that too. Uh, so, I mean, I'm a community is, uh, First and foremost, people, and it's a uh, it's friendships, it's relationships of different kinds. <clears throat> it uh, it can also uh, well, it most it revolves around. Um, mm. Good question, Aaron. Sometimes that revolves around a a, a project or a goal. Mm. There's usually something that you are striving for, mm. and I think collectively. Uh, my want would be that that striving would be for positive ends um, that I come out on the other end of community as being a better person and community member myself. Mm. You know, the funny thing is I've listened to your other, your prior um, uh, episodes, but never thought what, how, how would I answer that <laughs> question? But I guess community, um, for me, I, well, the base of the word is commune, which means, you know, to get together and talk to each other and um, yeah. exchange ideas. And I think that's that's what it means to me, the exchange of ideas. Uh, community means being the most comfortable to be yourself, to be home with fully being. I love that. Like, oh. you can't, you don't have to hide. You know, you can just like. I love that. Yeah. Share your whole being. <sighs> I think of it as people coming together kind of under one umbrella uh, for one specific purpose, for one bigger goal um, and working together. I think that the willingness to engage in, in ideas and discussions and create in a create a uh, shared creative experience. You know, I think that's, yeah. that's what we need more so than ever as, as you know, as you see a, a divide in our country, in our dialogue, that's pretty extreme and pretty terrifying. Yeah. You know, you've got to create these shared experiences where people come together and find a common humanity, um, regardless of where you lie on the political spectrum. You know, you've got to be willing to listen to other people to say to yourself, I may not be right. Everything I've learned, I may yeah. not be right. I may awesome. be wrong. And, and welcome that. Welcome those dialogues. Um, and I think bringing people together in community gives you that opportunity. You get, you know, you're not, you're not, you know, angry at each other over the internet. You're sitting there face to face looking at people who sh have their own stories, their own pain, their own trauma, you know, and you can recognize that and, and find something to, to move forward rather than move apart on. Well, I, I think I've uh, touched on it before, but it, it's just the collaboration of everybody getting together to to put on a great show, or I guess it, in community, just community, it's, uh, you know, the collaboration of putting forward whatever it is your community is doing, whether it's, you know, uh, your neighborhood wants to put out a beautiful neighborhood with, mm. um, you know, how your lawns look or, mm -hmm. or um, you know, how the, uh, the, the town might run. Um, you want to Put your yeah. best foot forward and people working together in that common um, goal yeah. to, to have a better life. Yeah. I like that. I think the one thing that I would add to it is contributions, contributing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's good. That community only goes so far as 
how much the community members were willing to contribute. Yeah. And if you have a community full of people that aren't willing to contribute or aren't willing to do something to see that community grow, then the community remains stagnant. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think that I'm really proud of our community, not just our theater community, um, but like the community we have here, the town. um, I'm very proud of the idea of community. Yeah. Shout out to my buddy, Ryan Ritchie. He, you know, he tries to envelop community with whatever he does. And yeah, I think that we need a dose of that, especially in, in our own theater group. Like, we could use a dose yep. of that. Yeah. That sure. anyone that's involved is looking to contribute to for the common good yep. to see it grow. But wherever you are, you know, start being a community. Start doing stuff. Oh, man. Wow. Nice redemption there, mm-hmm. Aaron. Very good. That is the theme wow. for season two. Yes. Redemption? redemption. Redemption. Ooh. Redemption. What does redemption mean to you? What redemption means to me is that we've been doing okay right right we've been doing okay but i feel like our history and the past of the people that came before us deserve to be redeemed wow by our efforts right like we there are people that came before us that crushed this community theater game killed it in a good way yeah Okay. Yeah, in great yes. ways. Yes. Turning out shows and full full audiences, sold out audiences. And uh, yeah. So maybe redemption is a good word. To maybe. me, redemption is when you finish a jug of soda and you bring it over to a place and they give you five cents for it. So we just finished this jug of soda. <laughs> we did. And now we're going to take it back. And we're going to get a five cents. We're getting five cents for it. Although up north where I'm from, they give you six cents if you went to a certain redemption <laughs> wow. center. So yeah. in, in Michigan, I think they give you ten. Yeah, because you pay ten. Well, if you drink the certain it's certain amount of uh or the certain type of drinks, you get fifteen. Did you know if you buy a twelve pack, then you get twelve <clears throat> redemptions? Um yeah, I do believe I knew that. Yeah. Oh that was okay. Yeah, I think that's kind of like, well drink. just like a twelve pack of soda. We had 12 episodes before this. This has been our 13th. and Baker's Dozen. And that's what we are. Bakers. And that's a season. We baked it, wrapped it up in a bow. We thank you to all of you, your wonderful, beautiful faces, your beautiful, talented faces. Yes. Yes. Don't go anywhere. Oh, no. Because we're not done. We might have a couple of weeks off, but don't, don't worry. We're going to come, out, come back bigger fret. and badder. But bigger not in a bad better. way. Yeah, I was going to say, we probably should be bigger and better. And badder. And badder. Bad, bad isn't good. Not yeah. good isn't bad. No, not bad isn't bad. Bad but isn't good. Gooder isn't bad. Gooder isn't bad. Gooder? Badder. Well, this has been the Backstairs <laughs> Podcast. Good job taking a cue, Janelle. <laughs> we get to wrap it up. This is, yeah, this is it. So thanks for listening, and uh, be sure to... Keep following us on social media. We're not done yet. So this has been the Backstairs Podcast. 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 Woot woot. been the Backstairs Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Backstairs Podcast, on Facebook at the Backstairs Podcast. Send us an email at the Backstairs Podcast at gmail.com. Redacted. Redacted. <laughs>